Hello and welcome to Joplin Globe Candidate Casts. I'm Joe Hadsell, digital editor for The Globe, and the moderator of these interviews designed to give you a more detailed insight into the views and stances of people running for Joplin City Council on April 7. Think of this interview series like a forum. We asked each of the 11 candidates the same question. Then instead of a minute or two for each question, we gave them a pool of overall time for them to answer each question. The questions were developed with the help of Globe readers on Facebook and Twitter. Refer to the candidate cast page on JoplinGlobe.com to see the entire rules and guidelines we used to ensure that questions were asked fairly. In a nutshell, candidates were not allowed to see the questions in advance of their recording time. While we asked each candidate the same questions, the order of them was changed based on the conversation. Each candidate was given a general window of about 20 minutes to answer all of the questions. The interviews range in duration times. In some cases, candidates chose to use less of the time available. In other cases, we asked follow-up questions to ensure the main question was answered. The interviews are unedited, and we did not publish any of these podcasts until every candidate's interview was recorded. Jim Scott, 71, is the owner of Scott Electronic Systems in Joplin and is also a Vietnam veteran, having served with the U.S. Navy. He is also a licensed ham radio operator and has volunteered for groups such as Historic Murfreesburg Preservation and the Joplin Exchange Club. He is a lifelong native of Joplin. He is running against Harvey Hutchinson and Charles Koppel for a Zone 2 seat on the council. All right. Hello, Jim. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, as, as excited as I am to talk to you as a, can- as a candidate, we could probably do an entire podcast on microphones and electronics. Man, uh, the, <laughs> the, anybody who appreciates my microphone as much as me, I, it, it's good to talk to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, yes, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Uh, take the opportunity for an opening statement. Tell readers who you are and uh, more about you. Uh, I'm Jim Scott, and I'm seeking Zone 2 Council seat. I'm a native of Joplin, living here my entire life. I graduated from Joplin High School. I attended MSSU. I hold a Bachelor of Science and degree in Electronic Engineering from the University of Missouri. I'm also a Vietnam veteran. I served in the Naval Support Activity in Da Nang in 1969 and 70. I own Scott Electronic Systems. We design and manufacture, manufacture custom industrial electronics. We've been working with companies across the nation and around Joplin for over 40 years. We have 25-year member of the Joplin Area Chamber of Commerce. I have started programs and taught at Franklin Technical School. I've served as president of the Exchange Club of Joplin, the Joplin Amateur Radio Club, and I've served on the board of directors for, get this, the George Washington Carver Memorial Nursery School. Hmm. I'm a member of the Historic Murfreesburg Preservation Incorporated, the American Legion Post 13. I'm a licensed ham radio operator since 1970 and a life member of the American Radio Relay League. I live in Murfreesburg Historic District with my wonderful wife of 25 years, Mary Ann Phillips. And we have a beautiful daughter, Simone. Thank you. All right. Uh, you mentioned a, a, div- a diverse uh, working background there. What part of that background, professional, volunteer, or otherwise, do you feel best prepare you for the demands of serving on the council? Uh, Actually, uh, yes, I can answer that. Um, Through uh, the business, uh, my experience in manufacturing and industry uh, and working outside of the area, uh, we, I'm of the opinion that uh, Joplin is a uh, in a prime location 
for uh, uh, manufacturing to, to uh, support manufacturing and, and industry and that's what I'm really interested in promoting uh, you know f to the council anyway or, or okay. be l let me put it this way um, uh, I am um, I bring that to the table okay so to speak all right. That. Okay, good deal. The, that kind of ties in with uh, a question that business leaders uh, are asking. Uh, they Across the city, they say that the city's economic prosperity hinges on our ability to attract and retain young, diverse, knowledge economy professionals to the community. Do you agree with that assessment? And whether you or not, uh, what do you feel like the city needs to do to develop its economy? Well, certainly uh, industry has become more technical. And uh, as I see it, uh, manufacturing, we, we've tended to move away from that over the course of many years, and we've outsourced a lot of it. Uh, hopefully much of it will come back to the states uh, because that's where it's at, in my opinion. Service industries are okay, but manufacturing is where it's at. Okay. And we're being centrally located as we are. You know, if you build product here, we can ship all over the U.S. We're well connected. We have major highways coming here. We have rail. We have an airport, which is underutilized. And uh, as I see it, those things are important. Now, as far as uh, knowledge base, you know, an improved, we are going to need more technical people. That's true, absolutely true. And as this uh, century rolls out, you're going to see it's going to become more so. Um, and the high-tech jobs are going to be there. We just need to be positioned well for it. Okay. I had served on the uh, advisory councils for uh, both Carthage Technical School and Franklin Technical School and saw a lot of the changes that were going on as they moved more into robotics from what I knew as basic electronics early on. So it's we're seeing a shift in that direction. Okay. Yeah. Um, another issue that gets talked about it deals with law enforcement and emergency response. Um, those have been hot topics across the city for a number of years now. How do you feel about the state of things with our police department and our fire department, and what work remains to be done? Unfortunately, um, as I understand it, uh, we don't. Uh, the pay scales are low, so we seem to be training a lot of people, and then they leave. I would hope that we could retain them longer and uh, those things need to be addressed and certainly I don't have the answer um, but um, if I can get onto the council yeah. uh, I would certainly like to see us investigate that more they just passed proposition B which takes care of the retirement I believe uh, and uh, so maybe there are other things that we can do to improve on it okay all right uh, that's Kind of a broad answer. But. Oh, well, yeah. Are there any specifics that you have in mind with law enforcement or uh, or emergency response? I wish I had an answer to that. I don't. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't live in that world. Okay. There are probably other people that are better apt to answer that than I. Okay. We do. Um, your business, as I recall, is located pretty close to downtown. Uh, you're practically walking distance, if I remember right. I could have walked over here. Okay, yeah, good deal. So, like us, you oh, are. Oh, I'd yeah. love to have a lot of uh, businesses downtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we I are, live close to downtown. Yeah, 
Oh, that, that's right, Murfreesburg. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the Globe is, of course, a proud downtown resident. Absolutely. Uh, downtown advocates have suggested a range of transformations for the area, some of them simple, some of them radical. Uh, what is your vision for downtown, and how do we get there on the council? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, certainly, there have been some things that I've noticed uh, over the course of the last we're located just two blocks west of Maine, and so in the evenings when they have the third Thursdays, that's been a very positive step to this for this community. Uh, how often do you see the city fill up and people walking around strolling, yeah. as they did when I was growing up as a kid? But it wasn't just third Thursday; they did it every day. But at that time, all the businesses were located downtown: department stores, Hornaday's and Macy's and Ramsey's, and all of those were right here. The Fox Theater. I grew up in front of that place. Mm -hmm. But as in order to be able to bring people downtown, as you say, to uh, certainly more events along those lines, but wouldn't that be more uh, in league with uh, organizations that are um, working with, for example, what is it, the Downtown Joplin Association? I mean, they, uh, they partner with... Uh, uh, the community in an effort to bring more events and things yeah know, that sort of thing again uh, I'm kind of on the outside of the outskirts of that but uh, okay. I do benefit from it okay you do the uh, Joplin uh, this is Friday when we are recording this job the city the current city council has chosen it, mm -hmm. its per it, its choice for city mm -hmm. manager how do you feel about who we've had before and if you had the chance to advise the council, what advice would you have given them? In other words, what kind of person would you have picked for that position? From the candidates that we had, uh, that just in general. I mean, yeah. In, well, uh, yeah. you know, interestingly, uh, I was impressed by uh, the fellow from I think it was Warren County, Washington. Yeah. And also Nick Edwards out of uh, uh, Lee Summit. And um, I, uh, I understood that uh, Mr. Edwards was wanting to get back to the area. And both were, uh, I was equally impressed by both of those people. And uh, I feel that uh, as far as what I would suggest to counsel, I mean, he is our employee when it gets right down to it. Okay. He's the council's employee. And if... Uh, uh, he is tasked with uh, doing things. He needs to execute them. Okay. All right. One issue that keeps coming up across the region is use taxes. Uh, Neo Show has asked for one a couple of times. Carl Junction has asked for it a couple of times. They're asking a third time. Joplin has asked three times. If you're elected to the council, will Joplin ask a fourth time? interesting question because um, nobody wants to impose a tax on themselves but a use tax is a method it's one method and uh, it's unfortunate that uh, in this day and age that we're losing the brick-and-mortar stores I kind of hope that that will take a uh, full circle and that we'll come back to where we see distribution and you know happening at the local level um, but a use tax if it's imposed on the people, the citizens of the city, uh, 
and it's supposed to support the infrastructure of the city, then that still means that the people who live here, even though they, there are people from outside the city who shop here, or had shopped here in the past who are not paying, the people in the city are paying the taxes to support the infrastructure for all the people that are using the the roads and streets and the and the facilities of the city so perhaps we need to address this in maybe a little bit different manner i'm i'm not opposed to a use tax per se i don't think that it's perhaps maybe the way to go there might be something else i had uh, mentioned to someone about a uh, a you know, we, we talked, when I was a kid, we had uh, city stickers. Again, that's only for the people who live in the city. It doesn't take care of the people that come to work in this town every day. And you, you know that we have over 200,000 people on any given day into this city. And they're working here. And they make use of the roads. Now, if they eat at the restaurants, that's fine. If they come and they work and they stay in hotels, probably not. But more than likely, we still, we still need to find a way to support the infrastructure and yet all the people that make use of that infrastructure be the ones that pay for it. Because without it, we'll end up with potholes and we'll look like New Orleans downtown. All right. All right. If you've been there, you'll know what I'm I talking about. <laughs> I was born there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the... Let me ask you this. What got you motivated or fired up enough to go through the process of running for city council? Was there a general issue? Was there a series of issues? Uh, did somebody get in your ear? Why are you running? <laughs> um, there was an engineer who was my mentor. Uh, his name was Bob Kuntz, and I, uh, he uh, taught me a lot. This guy was instrumental in the design of the electronics on the Atlas missile system. Hmm. And many years ago, back in the 70s in fact, he told me, and it always has stuck with me, he says, usually the people who run for office have an axe to grind. Well, unfortunately, I really don't have an axe to grind. It's just <laughs> a good time in my life when I feel that I can help the city along a little bit. And uh, I've worked in the background for many, many years supporting a lot of organizations and, and doing things working with the community to make it a better place. You know, anybody can do it. It's not like it's that I'm spatial or anything. Yeah. But, um, you know, my wife, you know, I brought her to Joplin from Kansas City. She immediately got engaged, made me join the Chamber of Commerce so that she could network. Next thing I know, she's on the beautification committee, and then she gets hired by the city and becomes a recycling coordinator. <laughs> and everybody knows Marianne. Nobody knows me. That doesn't mean I haven't been doing anything. But the, as far as me being able to, or for, as far as me wanting to run for city council, I thought it was a good time in my life. I, I'm getting older. Uh, I probably would not stand to do it. Okay. Again, if that's... Okay, good, yeah. Um, in the interest of getting to know you a little bit better, um, the, the use taxes and, the, uh, and there's a statewide issue um, as the legislature is working to undo parts of, an, I mean, parts of an amendment that voters passed in 2018. 
it got me thinking about the will of the people, what voters say, and what they tell their elected leaders. With that in mind, what kind of issues do you feel so strongly about that you would stick with your convictions and your conscience even if voters felt otherwise or even if people in your uh, district told you they felt the exact opposite? Ooh. Well, um, of course, everybody has opinions. school system maybe um there's some things i would like to see there but that comes from information that i've gathered not because of a personal feeling there seems to be a push for consolidation i don't support that not at the elementary level okay and historically it's been shown that the ideal school class size or elementary school size is about 350 450 kids okay so you know, the uh, consolidation is about money, not about education. That worries me. Okay. Might, might use that to run for school board one of these days. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, other, what other sorts of issues? I'd be happy though, to yeah. give them my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what other sorts of issues uh, make you rely deeply on what you have learned, uh, whether it's your conscience or your convictions or through your research? Are there other issues where if voters said, hey, we want this thing, or hey, we don't want this thing, you'd tell them the opposite? Well, I would hope that I would get uh, enough input that I'd be able to make a rational decision. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not that set about those things. Okay. Uh, and, and as far as the community is concerned, there, I've worked to better the community in everything that I ever did. The Exchange Club, for example, uh, when I was a member of the Exchange Club, and a past president, they were about Americanism. And we promoted that here. And all the money that we ever earned went back into the community. Civic organizations do that. The youth of today, I don't think that they see what the value of community. I would hope that we could educate them to that. Yeah. You know. Uh, not so much anyway. I, okay. I'm not going to say that. I'm speaking in general terms here, so I can't really, right. I can't speak for all well, young people. Yeah, it sounds like you don't have those hot buttons, though. No, you'll, not really. you'll listen if, uh, if you feel one way, you're probably going to listen to your, your constituents. I think I'd be first, smart to, is what you? you're saying. Yeah, I think it'd be a smart thing to do. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, to develop that a little more, how do you intend to be the voice of the entire community you represent if you're elected? Well, uh, as I'm, I'm running for Zone 2 Council, which covers the west side of town pretty much from about D Street down to Iron Gates. Yeah. And um, so the idea is to uh, make sure that those people are heard. If they have any complaints, I want yeah. them to contact me about it and see if I can help them with it. Yeah. Uh, that um, aside from... Uh, I'm kind of new to Facebook, so I'm going to have to uh, yeah. get the word out that way. Apparently, that seems to be the major mode of transportation these days, or email. Okay. And uh, so perhaps perhaps the best way to do that is to communicate that way. And if they have complaints, they can always call me. I want to have an open channel so that they can do that. Yeah. And to be clear, voters from all zones will vote in oh, the absolutely. zone two election. Uh, uh, so. Yes, that's true. So, okay. 
voters from all zones vote for each right. of the zones as well. Yes. All right. Good deal. So of all the issues that we have talked about today and of all the issues that we haven't talked about, I'm going to ask you to pick one. What is your priority and how, what kind of work do you want to do for that? Mm. Well, I hope I have an answer here for you. Um, you well, came prepared with a lot of paperwork. Well, no, I brought five <laughs> yeah. or six sheets, yeah. but it's better than what I had last time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, Joplin has a rich history. It's a 150-year-old town, and uh, it was a mining center. And we've managed to get past all that and still survive it. We're an industrial center, okay. and I'd like to promote that. Okay. And bring, bring as much industry into this town as possible. With industry, you bring jobs. You, the city, the community grows. The community is better off because of all of that. And... Uh, take a look at Northwest Arkansas. What happened when Walmart decided that they needed all the uh, representatives of all the, the companies that sold to them come to that city? You can't drive through that area now. Now they have, what is it, Crystal uh, Bridge? Crystal Bridges. Love that place, Crystal all Bridges. The, yeah, yeah, all this stuff is, all these things are happening in Northwest Arkansas just because one major player showed up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Thank you, Mr. Walton, Okay, who was so, also a graduate of the University of Missouri, by okay. the way. So if it's developing, if your issue is developing uh, industry, how do you work on that as a member of the council? What do you do? Well, this, they already have a bag of tricks. But they, the idea is to bring as many things to the table as they can to entice companies to come to town. This includes the t- TIF, uh, tax increment financing, uh, the, what is it called, the uh, Chapter 100 funds. There are others. And the more bag of tricks that they have available to them when they are dealing with these companies trying to bring them to town. I talked to Ro- Tony Robine here just the other day. He made it, made it clear to me. The idea is to bring industries in from other states. Yeah. You don't want to be in com- competition with your own state. You know, Don't drag them out of St. Louis or Kansas City. The idea is to bring them from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. Uh, Jim, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time uh, with us today. I'd like to close by offering you the microphone for a closing statement good that you guys. can share with our listeners. I have to find that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 60-second closing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, I want to thank you, Joe, for taking the time to put together this pod- podcast series. I really appreciate this opportunity to present myself to the people so they can be more f- familiar with the candidates. I seek a seat on the city council to represent the residents of Zone 2. I've met with many of the folks, and still am, during this campaign. I'm noting their comments and concerns. We all share the desire for clean and safe neighborhoods and affordable housing. My experience is with manufacturing. I bring that perspective to the table. Joplin is strategically located with major highways, rail lines, and an underutilized airport. It could be a major player for industry and commerce, and I intend to work hard to promote industry and job training programs in Joplin. As for myself, my family goes back to the beginning of this city. My great-grandfather was the first elected mayor of Joplin, and as a Joplin native, 
I am familiar with the rich history of this area. My name is Jim Scott, and I ask for your vote April 7th. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate your time, and, uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of the campaign. All right. And that concludes this interview in our Candidate Cast series. We hope that this interview helps you make a more informed decision on Election Day, which is on April 7. More information about this race and many other elections across the region can be found at JoplinGlobe.com, all the way to Election Night and beyond. I'm Joe Hadsell, and from all of us at The Globe, thank you for listening and caring about the future of your community. Mm-hmm.